This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, May 10th, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. A new court ruling in Louisiana has thrown out a method of funding school vouchers. Fans of school choice shouldn't worry, says Jason Bedrick, a policy analyst with Cato's Center for Educational Freedom. He argues the ruling was narrow and school choice broadly carries on in Louisiana. You had some words for people who were concerned that this ruling in Louisiana would mean some sort of end to school choice. What is the big takeaway from what has been ruled in Louisiana? Well, first, the the ruling in Louisiana was quite narrow. The law itself isn't the law itself hasn't been struck down. Uh, what the Louisiana Supreme Court decided earlier this week was that the state's voucher law was unconstitutionally funded. So it's actually quite a narrow ruling. Uh, The court ruled that once funds are dedicated to the state's minimum foundation program for public education, that the Constitution prohibits those funds from being expended on really anything else, including tuition costs of non-public schools and non-public entities. Uh, So the, the program itself technically still exists and could possibly be funded uh, by some other source. Uh, But uh, with or without uh, that decision and with or without funding for other sources, uh, school choice advocates should not despair because Louisiana still has a scholarship tax credit program. Now, uh, it's my understanding that a lot of these uh, school choice programs in Louisiana specifically arose after Hurricanes Sandy and Rita. Is that right? Some of them did. Uh, Some of them were in existence beforehand. Uh, For example, they already had charter school laws, but the charter school movement uh, the number of charter schools has uh, increased exponentially since Hurricane Sandy. Uh, the voucher law was relatively new, the, as, as well as the scholarship tax credit law. With respect to courts ruling on these kinds of things, many states have you know particular bits in their state constitutions that require this or that uh, money to be supported for public schools. Uh, there are Blaine amendments in, in many state constitutions. What is the record of courts in dealing with vouchers versus tax credits? Well, first, at the at the federal level, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled just over a decade ago in the Zelman v. Simmons-Harris decision that uh, school vouchers do not violate the First Amendment because the, there is no direct benefit to any religious institution uh, to the extent that a money arrives at an, that public funds arrive at a religious institution. It's because of the choices of parents. Uh, so the U.S. Supreme Court has ruled that, at least as far as the, the U.S. Constitution is concerned, uh, voucher programs are constitutional. And then uh, just a couple years ago, uh, the, the Supreme Court addressed the issue of scholarship tax credits and ruled that the Challengers didn't even have standing because it's not public money; it's private money. That the money does not that when a person makes a donation to a private entity, uh, whether that donation is eligible for a tax deduction or a tax credit, it does not become public money until it enters the tax collector's hand. And that concept has trickled down into the states and and has been a very important concept in terms of the difference between the record of school vouchers and scholarship tax credit programs. School voucher programs, which are direct government expenditures using uh, money raised by taxes, have a mixed record in the courts, precisely because of the state constitutions that prohibit money from going to uh, private schools or going to, in in particular, religious schools. There's uh, about 35 to 40 states that have similar such provisions in their state constitutions. And so, whereas uh, 
voucher programs have been upheld in Ohio and Wisconsin, and most recently, uh, again, in Indiana, uh, they've been struck down in other states like Arizona, Colorado, and Florida. Uh, by contrast, scholarship tax credit programs have uh, so far a perfect record. Indeed, they've only been challenged in a few places. Uh, most of the 11 states that have scholarship tax credit programs, uh, the opponents of school choice didn't even bother to take it to court because they knew that they would lose. Now, is this because of the uh, differences among state constitutions? In part, uh, some of the state constitutions are a little more broad and others are much more specific. Uh, but in general, it's, it's really because of the difference between the way that the programs uh, are administered. Again, the voucher programs are using tax dollars and they're directly administered by the government, whereas the scholarship tax credit programs, uh, individuals and corporations make donations to nonprofit 501c3 scholarship organizations. Uh, those organizations then fund the children. So the money never enters the tax collector's hand. It never becomes public money. And so state courts have found that that means it doesn't violate uh, any Blaine Amendment that says that uh, public funds can't be used for religious purposes. The freedom of citizens to direct their own money makes scholarship tax credit programs qualitatively different in policy terms, and this difference is appropriately reflected in the law, not arbitrarily invented by it. Jason Bedrick is a policy analyst with the Cato Institute Center for Educational Freedom. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.